Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Let's do this. How are you? Good, good. I uh, We posted, by the way, our Ask Anything podcast. We mentioned it at the end of the last podcast that we did. So just to let you know, if you do have any questions, you can let us know. We're going to do an Ask Anything podcast tomorrow with our friend Dave Lazard. And tomorrow's a big day for you, Scott. Yeah, tomorrow, vaccination day. Yay. I, I'm getting my shot tomorrow. I am getting it at the hospital because uh, I think longtime listeners already understand that I have anaphylaxis to certain drugs. So I need to be right there near the medical professionals in case shit goes south tomorrow. I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous. I know some people go into vaccination day and they're real excited, but maybe it's just the allergy. But I don't know if I'm looking forward to this or not. Like I've got a little not in my stomach because I remember the last time I had an anaphylactic reaction and it wasn't fun at all. So I'm going tomorrow with like my whole fucking survival kit. I've got inhalers. I've got EpiPens. I got all sorts of shit. Wow. Well, you know, and it, that's great, though. It's better to be safe than sorry. Just know that you're in the exact right place that you should be for getting this shot. And so far, we haven't heard anything negative about anyone who has that allergy getting it right. I don't think yeah, so. Um, You'll be fine. Thank you. It just, eh, fuck, it makes me nervous. But you know what else does is COVID. So I don't really want <laughs> that, that either. There's mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Coming up in this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, neighborly dispute. If you're, I, I, I get it. If you've got a great neighbor, you want to hang on to that neighbor forever because they are great neighbors. But if your neighbor is an asshole, it can be very, very awkward. Mm-hmm. Your home life can yeah. be shitty. That's right. when you're like peeking out the blinds to see if they're on their porch before you run to the car because you don't want to make conversation with them and shit like that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know so, what you're saying. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about kinky sex and all the illicit drugs that that leads to. I learned something when I skimmed this story this morning. I didn't realize that uh, promiscuous sex means you're more likely to be into hardcore drugs. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. All coming up. First, though, yesterday, yesterday, and it just proves what a bunch of assholes certain people are screaming at the top of their lungs for paid sick days. We finally got them yesterday and people still aren't happy. Did you watch the announcement when they rolled out the paid sick days? No, much like a lot of people in this world now, I found out via Twitter. So I did not see the official announcement. I just saw reaction from it. That's it. Well, you know, I mean, people... uh, I don't really understand what people expected, because as is, the government's spending almost $2 billion. The Ontario government, not the federal government, the Ontario government is going to have to sink almost $2 billion into this between now and September. So here's how it works. The labor minister came out yesterday and he announced that Ontario will offer three paid sick days. It's going to be paid out by your employer, but the government will reimburse them quickly through the WSIB program, Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. This is intended for these three days. It's intended for if you've got to self-isolate because you've had an exposure and you're waiting for test results. Mm -hmm. It is if you're at home and you're feeling some minor symptoms and think this could turn into something. Maybe it's nothing. I better skip today and not take a chance. It's intended for if you need to go and get tested or if you need to go and get your vaccination. 
You're now going to get paid full rate from the Ontario government to go and do any of those things. As is, there's two provinces. We mentioned this yesterday, so I won't rehash it. But there's two provinces in Canada that have paid sick days. PEI gives you one day after five years of service with that company. Quebec gives you two days a year. So now Ontario has the most comprehensive and extensive paid sick days plan in the nation. Wow. He's really put the pressure. I mean, Doug specifically has put the pressure on the other provinces now. Hey, Ontario's got paid sick days. They're out in B.C. There's an NDP government. Same party as Andrea Horvath. Screaming at the federal government, make your fucking plan work because we can't make ours work here. It's not practical for the province to do this. The feds should be doing this. That's coming from a new Democrat, NDP premier in B.C. So now the pressure's on them to come up with something. Same with Alberta, same with Saskatchewan and Manitoba. And the list goes on and on and on. Ontario now leads the nation in paid sick days. And, and it's just proof that, you know, whether Doug did put this out or didn't put it out, He was going to get shit on either way. Whatever he did was not going to be enough. But in addition to what came out yesterday, those three full paid sick days, we still do have the federal program. That's up to a month. And you only get four fifty a week. But the province said, hey, listen, we we're trying to work with the feds here. We'll top that up to a thousand bucks a week for up to a month. If you need to. Justin Trudeau doesn't want to do it so far. Doesn't want to do it. Nope, nope. Employers should pay for sick days, not the federal government. And, you know, I I don't even necessarily disagree with him. You know, I mean, I hate the idea of putting this on the backs of the employers. I really, really do. But we have a federal program for this. We we have since the beginning of the pandemic, basically. It's there for a reason. And everybody complains. Oh, no, no. It's it's too inaccessible. It takes too long to get the money out. Then fix it. Do that the same way we did the CERB. We got that out pretty fucking quick, didn't we? Why can't we do the same thing if you're sick? I don't understand what the holdup is here with the federal government. Maybe they're still trying to figure out how to ban incoming flights, but... (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Did you see... Did you hear that stat that came out yesterday Uh, from the Border Services people? uh, Between February 22nd and April the 11th, 2,018 people... Coming to Canada by air, tested positive when they arrived. It's so bad. And I mean, keep in mind, to even get on the plane, they had to produce a negative test. Then they got tested again when they got here, and then they were supposed to go to the quarantine hotel. But apparently hundreds of people have said, fuck off, I'm not going to the hotel. (laughs) And I kind of don't blame them. I wouldn't want to do it either. It's a gouge. But, I mean, 2,018 people were able to get on a plane by producing a negative test and tested positive when they got here. Guys, there's a fucking problem at the border. Yeah. Clearly, this system, with the most stringent restrictions in the world, so has some we, holes in it. We're just like a slow, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, we're just slow to the trigger. We're just, and then we just attempt to put Band-Aids over bullet holes every time that we... Step on a landmine. We're just like, oh, okay, well, fa- oh, sorry, we didn't realize that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a fucking big deal. It was a big deal months ago. I mean, there's still things that they should do right now that they could do right now to help, but they haven't done. They should have done a year ago. It's crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, I've said it before that I'm at this point just trying to stay positive, and I'm taking a look at all the vaccinations going out, and that's great. And they've got to answer to all this shit though when the time comes. 
All of them. I all hope of them. so. All of them. Uh, they all do. And you know <laughs> what? There's faults at every single level of government. Yes. You know, and as much as I'm happy that we now do have at least some paid sick days, I think people were under the impression that the government was just going to pay you to take two weeks off. No, it, it doesn't work like that. We can't afford that. As is with three days. It's going to cost us $2 billion that wasn't even in the budget a month ago. So, I mean, this is a step in the right direction. I have a feeling people will use these paid sick days if for no other reason but for their vaccination appointment or for uh, just general little things like, I don't feel great, probably nothing, but not a good idea to go in. That's a great example of how these three days can be helpful. And if the feds can get their shit together and just figure out a way to acknowledge that Doug is doing the right thing here and this is the right thing to do, he's offering to more than double the federal benefit up to a month if you need to be off that long because of COVID. You'll get paid. We just need the feds to sign on and they won't do it. And that's what proves that the whole thing is political. It's all political. It's all a game. And they're playing games with our health. By the way, 40 percent. This is one problem I do have with the paid sick days, because uh, I, I don't think we should have done it for two weeks, maybe a few more than three days. But I understand there's only so much money to go around. I get it at the provincial level. But um, I'm wondering what happens with these these big multinational companies, the Walmarts of the world, the Amazons of the world. Are they going to be coming to the Ontario government saying, yeah, we had five people off yesterday. You owe us a thousand bucks. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Like if you've already got sick days that you offer as a company. And by the way, 40 percent of Ontario does have paid sick days through their employer. It's a benefit. If we have companies that already offer paid sick days, are they still going to pay out those sick days or are they going to dip into this provincial fund too and take their cash? I don't know how that's going to work, but I, I hope, assume that they've put some checks and balances on that because Walmart's been open since day one. They never closed in any of this shit. Amazon's been delivering and doing great in all this shit. If they already offered paid sick days, are they going to be coming to us with their handout? The taxpayers saying, yeah, yeah, you owe us some money. I'd love to think that that's not going to happen, but I have a feeling... There's going to be fraud here, Kat, and it's going to cost all of us money. In any case, uh, your move, Justin, your move. If you want the the province to top up the the paid federal program that you guys created, the, the province is willing to do it. You just got to reach a deal. You should probably play nice just a little bit mm-hmm. here and make this happen. It uh, doesn't need to be political when we're talking about people's lives here. Get it done. Can you tell me what's going on, by the way, um, since you said have a little chat there with Dougie? Where is Doug? Oh, fuck. I'm glad you asked me about that. I'm, I'm, uh, we really, truly don't know what's going on there. And there's all kinds of rumor and whispers because he's been so off the grid for the last several days. And we know that he had to do his, the thing that he, and I said it and I'll say it again. What he did was the right thing to do. He just should have sent out a note saying, hey, guys, I'm isolating for a bit. That's why I'm not going to show up today. But they sent it out much after the fact. Um, and he tested negative last we heard. And he's still been like incognito. And it's been like almost a full week since we've really heard from him. There's rumors that he is preparing to step down. Obviously, those those are, I, I don't believe him one bit, but there's rumors about that. There's rumors that he actually did test positive. Um, what is What are you hearing? Okay, so the first story I heard is that the person in the premier's office that tested positive was the premier himself. That was what I had heard. 
Now, uh, a statement just came out this morning, actually, denying that, saying, no, the premier does not have COVID. Now, he has not been tested a second time. He had the initial test, but nothing since then because he is not experiencing any symptoms. And it's fascinating to me. Again, it's political, though. How many people are obsessed with where is Doug Ford? Hashtag trending. Where is Doug Ford? Uh, Doug is working. I mean, he is working from home. He's on the phone all day long. He does meet with his staff all the time. He just hasn't done a news conference. And and I get that the Queen's Park Media Corps, some of them are great and some of them are fucking losers, by the way, but they do not like it. They don't like it. They want to know what's going on. Uh, he's at his house. He has been there for nine days now. And yes, he gets paid to self-isolate because that is a benefit from his employer. Right. And you know what? Almost all civil servants have paid sick days. That's just the way it is. Yeah. He's a civil servant. He gets paid by the taxpayer, just like many, yeah. many, many other professions. That part always, that part pisses me off too. And people are hating on him. Cause I guarantee you, he's also working through the sickness. Like you said, I bet you he is now maybe every now and again, his, his, his camp, his group, whatever his team, if you will, maybe if they would have sent out like a tweet now and again, that's all it really takes is like little things to make people go, Oh, he's, he's aware. Then, then that gives you a different perspective. But because there's literally been no Twitter activity, there was like a retweet, like a two days ago i think the last tweet from his account directly was four days ago so i don't know just a little more like it sucks though that you have that you're under the microscope that much if you are truly doing the right things you're just isolating but you are still working through it like technically speaking if he is on the phone if he's doing all those things he is working through this illness so he's not necessarily on quote unquote any kind of sick leave right now even if let's say he is feeling some effects of covid and he's test negative right Listen, everybody's entitled to at least two weeks vacation if you're in a full-time position. And Doug hasn't taken a vacation through any of this. So what I would say to you is, no, he is working for sure. Um, nearest I can tell, unless they're lying to me, he did not test positive for COVID. And they say he is completely symptom-free right now. And that's why he didn't have a second test. It could also be you don't want to get tested because you don't want to know the results. Maybe he does have it. I don't know. But they say he doesn't. Um We've gone through two legs and we're getting ready for the big leg. So if Doug is just self-isolating like he's supposed to and he's laying low for you, hashtag, where is Doug Ford people? Think about this. Manage the first wave. Manage the second wave. Fucked the whole thing up this spring. I mean, the gong show that has happened for the last couple of months was embarrassing. It was really, really bad, especially that announcement a couple of weeks ago where they tried to give the cops the power to pull people over randomly. That was a holy disaster, and I think he knows it. So it's smart to lay low because what comes next? Doug is going to have to be the guy who's going to trot out there at some point in the next week or two and say, the numbers have gone down, and either we're going to keep you in lockdown, which will cause anarchy, or we're going to slowly start to open things up again which will also cause anarchy. You will have doctors climbing up the side of hospitals like King fucking Kong the day Doug Ford says, it's time to safely reopen. We're going to start the process. But it's almost time to start thinking about the process. Five million people in Ontario have had at least one COVID-19 shot. Five million shots have been given out. Sorry, five million shots have been given out. Some of those people have had their second shot. The seniors and high risk people. Mm -hmm. So 
We can start having that conversation now. Despite what Dr. fucking Tam in Ottawa says, and despite what Lawrence Lowe and Peel says, who yesterday said he didn't even think golf courses should be open. I mean, there's a guy who swears he's following the science, but he's clearly not because the science says it's perfectly safe. There's been no infections from it. So Doug's going to have to uh, he's going to have to pull the pin soon and he's going to piss off half the province by saying eh, we're going to keep the stay at home order in effect for a few more weeks. Or he's going to piss everybody else off by saying it's time to slowly start reopening. And before he goes through that impossible decision, that actual living hell I don't blame the guy if he wants to sit around and watch The Price is Right with his feet up for a couple of weeks (laughs) while we're in this little lull. I really don't blame him because it's been a shitty fucking year and a lot of it was self-inflicted. You can go back and listen to the podcasts. We lost it on the guy many times for stupid shit that he did. I would hope that he's being a little more strategic about it and looking down the line because. I'm sorry, I know there's people who don't want to hear it, but it really is time to start having the conversation about reopening. I yeah. don't know how many more doctors we need to come forward and say outside is safe. Right. I, I do think that that's coming, but I also think that we will, they will err more on the side of caution on this one. Um, today's cases are reportedly about 3,871. Like it's not going drastically down. We still have a lot of cases out there. We still have a lot of issues. So, and those hot spots are still hot that have been, even though they're getting some, They may end up getting extra vaccines, which, again, I stick to. I think that they should because we're not going to be able to reopen everything unless these numbers go down. And they're just not drastically going down enough for a reopening. Although I do agree. I do think that maybe they should try to set a date, though. As we've said about anything, there's got to be an end date or a start date to something to give people hope and to keep people doing what they should be doing. For me, if they come out and they say, guys, our plan is we're going to do golf courses. We're going to do patios. We're going to do it. But you guys got to keep shit tight. Keep shit in your in your own households until the May 2-4 weekend. And I know that's still just under a month out. But if, if they do that, I feel like we will have some kind of relief in knowing, okay, guys, May 2-4, we get to go out on patios. We can make our plans. Restaurants can get ready. It's not official, but at least you know what date they're eyeballing. Like, I think we do need that. Much like we need end dates for things, we need beginning dates for things, too. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to lose people. If all you come out and do is say, uh, we're just going to be in lockdown for the time being, we'll, we'll give you an update. No, tell us like a rough date of what you're thinking based on the numbers, based on the vaccinations coming in and how the numbers are doing. Just give that to us. If people don't know those numbers, they feel like you are not telling them something. It's almost like you're keeping some kind of a secret from people and the trust gets lost so fast when that happens. Does for me. Like You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. We like, need a timeline here. Yeah. I know you know shit. You know what I mean? I know you guys have had those conversations. Don't fucking lie to us and say that you haven't behind closed doors. Have those conversations of rough numbers based on vaccines coming in and based on this of when you think you're going to reopen or if you think you're going to probably reopen the golf courses come, you know, mid-May or you have your eye on a certain date based on those numbers. You know. So don't bullshit us. You've already done enough to lose trust. Try gaining a little bit of it back by doing this. I don't really trust any of them, to be honest with you. I feel like they're all lying to us, just different degrees of lies. Like, at this point, if we truly are all in this together, yeah, I used air quotes, then make us part of this. You got to tell us when. Give us a fucking date. Tell us what you're thinking. Even if you say, if the numbers are here, by this date, this will happen. You've got to give us a goal here. Give us a timeline. And you know what else? I mean, 
uh, let's call a spade a spade here. We know where the infections are coming from. They're coming from workplaces. And that's great that we're getting vaccinations into those people finally. But if we're doing that, then give us uh, uh, tell us, OK, we should have everybody vaccinated by the end of next week. All those frontline workers give it 10 days from there and then we can reopen some things. You need to trade freedoms for whatever this is. You want us to stay at home? Fine. Mm-hmm. Then let us do the outside shit. Let us do it. Yeah. Y- you have to give us a date. Cat, you're 100 percent right. Give us a timeline or just shut shit down where the spread is coming from and open where there is no spread. How many times hairdressers and servers have been kicked out of work? It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, Johnson and Johnson shots finally arrived in Canada yesterday. Well, we got 300,000 of them. Look at that. There's a big, there's a couple of press conferences today. And I assume that they're going to be giving some more details out about that. I mean, you got one with uh, health minister, Christine Elliott at one thirty, three o'clock. Ontario's COVID science table will provide some modeling. I hate those ones, but I don't trust those fuckers I, at all. I, me either. But the I have so little faith in the numbers they put out. I, know, I don't too. trust them at all. Me too. But this, the, I think that Johnson and Johnson will definitely be mentioned in this one at one thirty today. That is on the vaccination plan update. I assume so. Maybe they'll give us a little more indication of how many people will get vaccinated in what areas, or do you think they're going to talk about the controversial hotspots getting more? What do you think? You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's wrong to send all those vaccines and take them away from uh, people in Ontario that just have a a good postal code. But will they address it today? Yeah, You know, I don't know if they will or not, but they did say earlier this week that a decision was coming soon. If they try and pull that shit, sending all those vaccines... 50% 50% of them to Toronto and Peel. People outside of Toronto and Peel are going to lose their fucking minds because they're going to get bumped down the list about three weeks. They're going to hate that. Mm-hmm. So I hope, I really hope they're not going to pull that shit. If you guys want to uh, strategically use certain ones, if you guys want to say, okay, you know what? We're going to keep going with the regular Pfizer rollout. We're going to keep going with the regular AstraZeneca and the regular Moderna rollout. But these J&J shots that came in, we're going to allocate A hundred percent of those just to manufacturing facilities, just to warehouses, just to truckers that I can live with that because we weren't expecting these J and J shots anyway until the fall. That's our procurement. We'll get them all in the fall. So if they want to use those strategically, I'm okay with that. But don't fuck up the current rollout. It's bad enough as it is. People have to have some hope here. Let's continue on. Don't tell somebody that, oh, well, because you live in a less densely populated area you're gonna wait three weeks because we got to vaccinate some random person who has no health issues at all that just happens to be in the wrong postal code in toronto people outside of toronto don't want to hear that shit and i don't think they'll put up with that shit so i really hope they don't try that Uh, sorry sudbury sorry north bay you're gonna have to wait because we want to take care of brampton first that that's not gonna fly it really isn't so hopefully they do the right thing quickly here i just want to do a quick note on climate change I know it's a little random, COVID, climate change. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're going to talk about sure. the shit fence in a minute. Yep. Uh, the authors of a new study say glaciers in Western North America are thinning more quickly than any others in the world. Brian Menounos of the University of Northern British Columbia says, get this, guys, 267 billion tons, 267 billion 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 tons of glacial ice 
is melting every year in North America. That is enough for comparison purposes. It's enough to put Switzerland under 7.2 meters of water every year. The research is published in the journal Nature. It blames human-caused climate change for accelerating the melt, which is now four times faster than it was 20 years ago. Ugh, maybe maybe the aliens that keep visiting this area are just waiting for something to happen because they know, like, eh, they're going to fuck this planet up. We'll take it over, but let, let's let them live like losers like this and just destroy their own planet, and then we'll take it over and we'll fix it. <laughs> maybe that's what's going on. It's It's sad. I hate hearing stories like this. I really do. I wondered what the effects, honestly, of COVID would do for our environment. I really did because we know that overall, most in most of the world, people were staying home. And that means less commuting and less pollution. And I was hoping that maybe we would already be able to begin to see some signs, not necessarily reversal, but definitely of slowing things down. So when I hear stuff like this, I just know that we're still not going in the right direction, although there's some plans being made, some countries doing the right thing, or at least promising to act on certain agreements for the upcoming next 10 years. And that's all well and good, but it still scares the shit out of me when I hear things like this. Me too. You know, we are here in Canada, the only G20 nation whose carbon emissions have gone up since we signed on to the Paris Climate Accord. We're the only one that's gone up. We're going in the wrong direction here, guys. And, you know, I, I watched Joe Biden's speech last night to a joint session of Congress And I wasn't looking forward to Joe Biden as a president. And I know America's divided on whether or not he is or isn't doing a good job. But if you're an American listening to this podcast, I can tell you as a Canadian, it's fairly inspiring to see all that's gotten done. And no, he can't take all the credit for everything. I know you MAGA people love your Trump and you want Trump to get the recognition that you think he deserves. And I'll give it. Sure. He accelerated the whole COVID response. That's part of the reason that you guys are in the position you're in. But Joe has been a really good leader. And the fact that he's pulling this no bullshit stuff, just daring Congress to sign something and send it to his desk to approve. I love it. And he wants to get real aggressive on climate change. And he's doing the smart thing. He's making it about jobs. When I think climate change, I think jobs. American Jobs Plan will put engineers and construction workers to work building more energy-efficient buildings and homes, electrical workers, IBEW members installing 500,000 charging stations along our highways so we can own, so we can own the electric car market. Farmers, farmers planting cover crops so they can reduce the carbon dioxide in the air and get paid for doing it. Look, think about it. There is simply no reason why the blades for wind turbines can't be built in Pittsburgh instead of Beijing. No reason. None. No reason. So, folks, there's no reason why American... American workers can't lead the world in the production of electric vehicles and batteries. I mean, there is no reason. We have this capacity. We're the brightest, best trained people in the world. He's smart about this, and that is a winning strategy. 
He wants America to buy American, and he wants to use the climate change crisis as an opportunity to create new jobs in a good industry that pay well and make us all a little more green. And the U.S. is a big emitter. If America goes green, the rest of the world will have a much easier time following. So I think Joe is the right guy at the right time to get this done, but something needs to get done. I mean, when you hear 267 billion tons of ice is melting a year, that's a big problem. Like that's when shit like Vancouver ends up underwater and Miami ends up as an island, stuff like that. Something needs to get done. And I'm really hoping that we have some leadership coming here because we haven't done fuck all in Canada, like almost nothing. So Get her done, Joe Biden. You're doing just fine from my vantage point. Let's switch gears here and talk to a, or talk about a couple other things. Have you ever had a fight with your neighbor or just thought your neighbor was a douche? So I, I'll go back to about 10 years ago, one of the first neighborhoods that I lived in. I, I, didn't, like, I, didn't, I didn't like my neighbor very much. And it, it actually wasn't the people that were living there. It was the person that actually owned the home. Oh. Yeah. They because okay, I actually to be honest with you, I've had a couple of neighbor issues. Uh, one of them left their fucking dog shit everywhere. Oh, I hate that everywhere, and to the point where I, I hate complaining about anything, I really do, especially when it comes to a neighbor. But it was to the point where I had to say, like, look, your dog shit is on my lawn, it's on my lawn. Before we got a fence in between houses, they would literally go out and pick up only the dog shit that was kind of close to the line and leave all of the fucking piles out. Like it, I, it, I, I, uh, I didn't live there very long. Let's put it that way. Really? The other issue I had was with an old neighbor. I, I knew that he, I don't know. He kind of teased that he would be interested in putting up a fence together. Now, for those who've never been in that predicament before, a newer area, if you want to go in on it, you can do a fence right on the property line. So it's great. It's right on the property line. You split everything 50, 50. Sometimes, you know, a guy or a girl who can get you a deal on lumber or help you put it in. Great. Fine. So I had spoken to this neighbor and at first like, oh, yeah, I'm in. Great. Fine. So I did all the booking and everything else. And then they just decided, no, no, we're not going to do the fence. And so that means you got to push it this way. So then the entire fence was on our property side, because if you're doing it by yourself, you have to make sure that that's not on their property. So you lose a little bit of backyard technically if you do that. And I did not like him for it. I did not. Yeah, like I wouldn't like him either for oh, that. Fuck. He was just like a he was a prick, man. He was a prick. So a couple of a couple of little things. But honestly, Scott, it wasn't enough. I've heard some horror stories. I, I'm so lucky with the neighbors I have. I truly honest to God mean that because they are awesome. Like they are just awesome people, trustworthy and happy. And I say hello to them and I truly care about their life and I ask about them and I mean it. So I'm, I'm so happy where I am because I've seen literally some shit I didn't like. Let's go to Michigan for a second here. Lodi Township. A man is having a dispute with his neighbor about where the property line is. And he happens to be a farmer. And since he and his neighbor can't seem to agree on this property line, and it's a big property line. We're talking about 250 feet at least. He decided, you know what? Fuck this guy. I will put a fence on my side. But I'm going to make it interesting for me. So this guy put up a fence 250 feet long. He basically built a Trump style wall between his place and the neighbors. 
And just to piss that neighbor off, because he was an asshole about the whole negotiation, he covered it in cow manure. He built a 250-foot shit fence. It probably has some agricultural benefit. They normally spread it on the field, but... uh decided to make a fence out of it. When you got renters, you know, they have to live with this every day. I come here to mow the lawn. And they are consistently ruining my morning as I walk out. Can't leave the window open because the whole upstairs will smell like you. (laughs) Uh, Covered it in shit. Oh my gosh. Like that is the ultimate that's petty, man. That's Is it petty? I was wondering if you thought it's that was petty. It's pretty petty because, I mean, there's a lot of things you could have done if you were pissed off about the situation, but you put up a shit wall is what you did. A wall Essentially. of shit. Yeah. A stanky yeah. ass wall. Like, that mm-hmm. is rude. But on, his, on, on this particular person's property, that was okay, right? Yeah, he did it on his own property. And, oh, and the geez, neighbor... Man. That now has to stare at this shit fence said, this is crazy. I'm phoning by law. This has gotten way out of hand. Could you imagine if wind if wind just blows in the wrong direction? You're like, boom, it just slaps you right in the face. It sure would. So he calls by law. By law comes out. They did their little investigation. They talked to the farmer. Then they went back to the neighbor and they said, okay, so listen, here's the deal. Number one. Technically, that's okay because he did build it on his property. Now, as for the shit, because I realize it stinks and it looks awful. He's claiming it's not a poo wall. It's a compost fence. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's a compost fence. It's not a shit wall. It's a compost fence. Like, that's it. No, I've seen it on Pinterest. They're compost, very popular compost fences are. Yes, they are. Okay. I think that's brilliant. Oh, jeez. Brilliant. So do you just, like, throw your banana peels on top of the piles of shit now and again just because it's a compost fence? So why not? Does he just add to it? Might as well. Banana peels, eggshells, coffee grinds, whatever the fuck you want. Just throw it all on the fence. So fucking gross. Oh, it's awful. That's so bad. See, I'd move out. Like, I'm, no, you know what? No problem. I'm out. Peace. I think it's great. Uh, what else can we tell you here? Uh, oh, <laughs> for a while, I, I'm, we're not going to go back to the COVID thing, but just quickly, we've talked about this a number of times, how we could have done the rollout different. We should have had an app that can notify you when vaccines are available in your area, remind you of your appointment, let you select which one you want, and then you could get it based on availability when it's your turn. All that sort of shit we could have done with a proper vaccine app. And I suggested... We should just use the Ticketmaster app. Go to Ticketmaster, throw them a couple million bucks, say, yeah, we want to use your app, and we're just going to put a different logo on it. We'll put the Ontario logo on instead of yours, but it'll work the same way. Instead of concerts, it'll be vaccines. It would have been great, guys. It would have been so fucking smart to do that, but we didn't. Apparently, the Americans were thinking the same way I was because they've now got an app where you can book your vaccine. It's the Uber app. Oh, as of yesterday in America, you can open the Uber app and not only book a vaccination at the closest location to you on the first available date that one's available for you, you can also reserve a ride to take you to and from your appointment. Wow. Okay, see, it's smart to have when you have a system set up already in place for users like Uber, I mean, it's only smart to just add on to that instead of attempting to come up with your own solution. Mm hmm. 
I thought it was brilliant. Again, governments don't know shit about shit, especially business. Let business people, let companies do this sort of stuff because they know how to do it properly and efficiently because they are in the customer service business, whereas government doesn't give a fuck about customers. They don't care whether you like their service or not. You've still got to pay for your sticker every year. You've still got to pay your property taxes and your your income taxes and your EI. They don't have to make you happy. And that's why we get shit. Let companies that have to please customers do this sort of stuff because they know how to do it. And also, Ticketmaster hasn't exactly been generating a shit ton of income in the last year, if nobody noticed. They would have been great to use for this. I was thinking the exact same thing because people have lost their jobs like crazy. Ticketmaster is one of those ones that kind of sat there for a long time. I'm not even sure what what tickets they're selling right now. I think in the States, it's just starting to ramp up a little bit again. So that's good. But why not give it to someone like that who can actually employ people based on the amount of work that you're giving them to do? It's like everybody wins. The economy wins a little bit with that one. You get your vaccines out in a more strategic and organized way i like it i think if we were smart here we would already start looking into that like you make those phone calls to uber canada right now or and just to make it fair to everybody to lyft to everybody who does something like that to to our own versions and we do have our own canadian versions of Ticketmaster, along with the fact that we have Ticketmaster canada let's start making these phone calls and setting things up and figuring out what might work best because it's a in some spots it's a little bit of a gong show and there's still a lot of confusion sure there is um, Catholic school teacher fired. Why? His name is Ruben Dario Paris. He was doing some distance learning with his class. He teaches 16 and 17 year old students. What is that? Like grade 11, I think. Grade 11. 16, grade 10, 17, yeah, grade around 12. there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, he was doing a distance class. Teaches physics. And (laughs) it's amazing after a year, people still haven't realized to double check that the fucking camera is off on Zoom. Oh, no. So he was teaching a lesson. He he whacked off, didn't he? He whacked off. Nope. Oh. Didn't do that. Hmm. Got up, thought he turned the camera off. Turns out he didn't. Whole class is still watching. (laughs) What does he decide to do? Oh, yeah. There's my wife. She's fucking hot. Yeah. Decided that was the appropriate time to pull those titties out and start kissing them, (laughs) playing around with them. So the whole fucking class, watch this guy, (laughs) watch this guy playing with his wife's boobs during school. Oh my, what are you, how many times, I can't even finish a sentence anymore when it comes to this shit, Scott. How, why, what are you thinking? Don't you understand? Haven't you heard these stories? What are you missing here? Even her, even for both of them. Like, my husband's on Zoom meetings all the time if he's home. Like, I know he's usually on a call in the office. If I feel like, yeah, you know, why not? I There's no way in fucking hell I'm going to undress in front of the laptop, in front nope. of whatever device he's using. So how is it that he does this? She doesn't even think twice. He just finished up a class but assumes that the camera's off. What fuck are you thinking? <laughs> So, Southwest. The, so nope. was there at least a physics lesson involved in this? <laughs> There's got to be some kind of a lesson. Like if, you can draw this to a titty grab, can't you? You can sure. You can put together physics and titties, can't you? Sure. Yeah, the, the lesson here is I'm going to play with her titties for a few minutes, and then you're going to count the time it takes for them to drop back down when I yeah. let go. Her, and that will tell you the, the girth and the size and the 
All that sort of thing. All, everything about her breasts, See? you'll know. Exactly. You can always try to put it together. That's great. In case you want to do a titty drop on TikTok, boom. This will tell you how long it'll take him to hit the ground and how much time you need to record. There's your physics lesson today. <laughs> I mean, they'll learn. In Maryland, Southwest Airlines being accused of just going way too far. They kicked a passenger off a flight for not wearing a mask while he was eating Twizzlers. Twizzlers require a fair bit of effort. It's not like you just pop one in your mouth and chew. But apparently the regulation that Southwest has in place is you have to have your mask on when you're not eating. And if you are eating, you can take a bite, mask on. You need to take another bite? Okay, you can take it off. Put that bite in and then mask back on. The flight attendant, as she was going down the aisle, noticed this guy was eating Twizzlers without his mask on. She said to him, hey, put your mask on and kept going. He says he didn't even understand really what she meant. Like, he, I'm eating. I can't put my mask on right now. I'm having a fucking snack here, which is allowed. But you're supposed to put the mask on in between bites. They brought the plane back to the gate. The police came on and escorted him off the flight. They had him kicked off the flight because he was eating Twizzlers and didn't put his mask on in between bites. Apparently, he was cooperative when the police came on board. He says if he had known that rule ahead of time, he would have happily complied. He thinks it could have been handled a lot better. And he thinks the rule isn't necessarily one that makes sense. Hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with the guy. If you're eating, you have to take the mask off. It covers your mouth by definition. But you know there's the people that are lingering when they're eating. There's people who, and I've heard this, by the way, this was a, a bigger issue, maybe second wave than it is now. But there's the eating rule can also be used and abused, Scott. And I know people that have done it because they've confessed to me before that they will sit at their office where they are supposed to be with their mask because they're too close to their coworker for them to separate. So they're supposed to have their mask on. However, if they are having lunch or if they're having a snack, they do not have to have their mask on. Do you know how many of them would sit there with just like a can of peanuts in front of them and graze all fucking day so that they didn't have to wear their mask? So wow. it, it wouldn't surprise me if the, the issue here is, and maybe they should have made it more clear to him. It's quite possible that he really didn't understand what was going on. But it should have been made clear to him. People abuse that. They assume, well, I have a coffee in my hand. So the entire time that I'm sitting here with this coffee cup in my hand, I can have my mask down. That's not how it works. And unfortunately, and annoying as that is, you have to remove the mask every time you take a sip of that coffee. Same thing goes whether you're eating Twizzlers. Like, what if you're the type that just eats slowly, right? Like, if I had a beer on a flight, man, I nurse I nurse beers. So what, I'm just allowed to have my mask off for 40 minutes while I drink one beer? It's it's people abuse it too much. So maybe they were under the assumption that this guy was just abusing it and knew it. And it's quite possible he actually didn't understand that he was supposed to put his mask up. But if he was warned once, like now should be enough for most people to go, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. And I'll take you can pop that Twizzler up through your mask. You could, but he didn't. Yeah, okay, so maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle there then. Maybe the restriction is a little punitive, and maybe he was abusing it. But either way, he got kicked off that flight, and he's probably going to end up on a no-fly list. (laughs) Thanks, Twizzlers. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we're going long here. Let me just give you a little thing here. Guys, uh, 
Adam Sandler turned away from an IHOP location that was trying to meet the requirements for distancing during the pandemic in the States. Uh, the employee just didn't realize that's Adam fucking Sandler that wants to come in here. Didn't recognize him at all. It's all caught on video. Uh, McDonald's giving away McFlurries to anyone who's willing to admit they tried to suck through the spoon thinking it was a straw. I think the straw is broken. Can I get another straw? It's not working. Oh, is it spoon? Oh. If you want to admit you've done it, they'll give you a free McFlurry next week. Taco Bell is giving away free tacos to celebrate the new lunar phase starting May the 4th. You can read about all of those stories right now at scottandcat.ca. Tomorrow is our Ask Us Anything special. If there's anything you want to ask us, slide into the DMs. Personal questions, professional questions, whatever you want to know. It's going to be myself, Cat, and Dave Blizzard tomorrow. All right. Have a great day, everybody. And yeah, you can DM us at Scott Fox on air at Cat on air, Cat with a K. Does Dave want DMs or should he? we just get sent his? Because someone already sent me one for him or a couple for him, actually, through my oh, DMs. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, you can follow Dave at Dave Blizzard, B-L-E-Z-A-R-D. If you want to uh, ask him something or if you want him to ask us something during the Ask Us Anything special, it's happening tomorrow. Well, guys, a lot of people have road trips planned this summer, but I just saw that gas stations all over the country could run out of gas in the coming months. It's going to be a tough summer, especially because gasoline is the main ingredient in White Claw Surge. Toy maker Hasbro just said that it would raise the prices of its games and toys as the cost of raw materials increases. Yeah, now they're just selling boxes that say toy not included. A man was arrested at New York's JFK airport on Monday after allegedly smuggling 35 live finches for high-stakes singing contests. He's being held for questioning, and most of the questions are about the high-stakes singing contests. The CDC recently released updated guidance for camps that plan to reopen this summer. Like, you can't wear the same underwear for a week, Todd. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.